Welcome to The Dirt Show, brought to you by Napa Auto Parts. And today we're going to be joined by sprint car driver Brandon Halverson. We're also going to hear from Jesse Olson from Medieval Chassis, John Clark from Rhino Ag, and a little more about our local Napa Auto Parts stores right after a few words from our sponsor. If your classic isn't so classic, bring it into Auto Trim Design of Oatana. We can fix the upholstery, the carpet, replace a sagging headliner, make your old car look new again, make your seats comfortable again. Whether it's a classic car, work truck, boat, or anything else that moves, we can fix the upholstery and make your ride like new. And we work on convertibles. We're located in Oatana at 3275 Old Highway 14, one mile west of Walmart. At Land Pros, our team of brokers and auctioneers specialize in farmland sales, live land auctions, and online land auctions across the Midwest with total sales of 190,000 acres. At Land Pros, you get a team of land professionals going to work for you. We pride ourselves on providing local service and knowledge with national marketing and results. If you're thinking of buying or selling, contact Land Pros agent JJ Wise at 641 420 SELL or go to landpros.com. That's L-A-N-D-P-R-O-Z.com. For 50 years, reuse and recycle is not a new concept to us. Miskin Auto Parts has been recycling your old vehicles since the Beatles were still together. Just call us and we'll send one of our friendly drivers right to you and haul away your old retired vehicle. Scrap prices are up, so it's a good time to clean up those unwanted vehicles and get money in your pocket. Give us a call at 507-684. 2100 or online at Mizgin.com. Mizgin Auto Parts, in God we trust. Partnering with hog and cattle producers throughout the United States, Altenburg Construction has almost 30 years of experience in the slat replacement business. Altenburg Construction also uses a custom wash bay to ensure biosecurity to protect your herd. Whether you need an entire site or a single slat, call the professionals at Altenburg Construction at 888-435-2210 or see Altenburg BoldogConstruction.com. Bulldog Coatings specialize in concrete coatings as well as concrete restoration repair. Hi, I'm Todd with Bulldog Coatings. Our coating systems provide a durable finished floor that is both easy to maintain and adds value to your home. The unique patented Bulldog Coatings are not limited to just garage floors. They can be used for interior flooring as well as pool deck, patio, and sidewalk applications. Our systems can be installed in as little as one day and year-round. We are a locally owned family business ready to serve Southern Minnesota. Visit us on Facebook or call us for a free estimate. 837-9773. Let Bulldog protect your floors. When one of your appliances breaks down, you need help, and you need it fast. Contact Sorensen's Appliance Service. They service the entire Cows listing area. Their employees live in our community and sponsor area racers and softball teams. Sorensen's Appliance Service. People you know that will get your appliances serviced with trained technicians. Contact them today, 256-7766. That's 256-7766. Welcome to the driver segment here on the Dirt Show, and I am joined by sprint car driver Brandon Halverson. And Brandon, I first met you in person in the pit area before the first day of the inaugural Corn Belt Nationals at Knoxville Raceway. You were fired up to be there and have a chance to get to race against some of the best 410 sprint car drivers in the country. What a weekend that was. Yeah, that was a really fun show to go to the few years that they had it. We really enjoyed going down there and kind of one that we marked on the calendar for sure. 
The first year of the Corn Belt Nationals, a two-day show, it was incredible weather, and I thought it was the greatest event I ever attended to get that many non-wing sprint cars together on that historic half mile. It was a great show to watch, and to be down there in the pits with those guys, watching them work on their cars, and also to get to go out in the track must have been really special for you. Yeah, it definitely was. When you get to race against the best in the country for non-wing drivers and stuff like that, it's a really cool event to get to participate in. I think that first year we did that, was that that year that it was like 105? It was just boiling hot. Yes, the heat index was unbelievable when I was down there doing interviews and everybody was just trying to stay cool leading up to the race. Yeah, if I remember it, I think we were using the leaf blower in the trailer to try to keep each other cool. It was incredibly hot, but still it was a fantastic event to be a part of. During our conversation down there when you weren't running the leaf blower to cool down, <laughs> the topic of driver's superstitions came up. How in the world did you end up with number 13? Actually, my mom said from when I started racing forever, she said if it wasn't for bad luck, I wouldn't have any luck at all. So I kind of just played into that and went with the number 13. And then it later evolved into 13MJ. My daughter's name is Mary Jane. So that's where the MJ is derived from. I also heard a funny story from the ladies that were hanging out with you in the front of the trailer about how you got the color pink on your car. That was a great story. Depends on which version of that we've heard, but actually my favorite color has been neon pink since I was a small child for whatever reason. That's what I like. So which one did they tell you? They were telling me that you got dared to run the color pink, and that's how you ended up with it. I'm sure there's been a dare here or there throughout the years, but yeah, we uh, started with it and have just kind of always stuck with it on my own cars. When I drive for other people and whatnot, I don't choose what color or what number or anything, but on my own stuff, we always try to stick with the pink. It stands out. You're from Jackson, Minnesota. What a great sprint car town, which is actually located near Rock Rapids, Clay County Fairgrounds and Spencer, Hewsett Speedway, Park Jefferson, there are a lot of opportunities to race when you're out of Jackson. Yeah, we're kind of, with the exception of Knoxville, we're kind of centrally located as far as the sprint car racing locally is. And even Cedar Lake Speedway is only like a little over three hours away. And so yeah, it's a pretty good location. And actually, my house faces the backside of the grandstands at Jackson. So that's what I get to look at every morning. So pretty neat. Driving through Jackson, you have Hazer Auto, Jackson Chiropractic, Golden Fenders, and Jackson Motorsports, just to name a few that are either owned by sprint car drivers or sponsor sprint car drivers. What a great racing town to live in. Yeah, it really is. The community is pretty good about supporting the people that are still racing sprint cars. And I mean, ever since Casey Hazer retired from driving sprint cars, he's been a part of my sprint car team and he travels all over with me and sponsors the car and really helps out a lot. So that's pretty cool. And like you said, Jackson Chiropractic, I mean, Matt Wasman's there. You know, he's been racing for a very long time now. And Jackson Sports are involved with Skylar Prohaska. And, you know, there's a lot of local racing stuff that goes on right in our town. You are also one that's not afraid to take the wing off and run non-wing. When did the opportunity to run non-wing sprint cars first come about for you? Actually, the first time I ever even drove a car without a wing on it was with USAC. They had a 
show at Jackson the first time USAC had been back around this area when Todd Clearing had first taken over the track. And at that point in my life, I was a rural mailman, and somebody on my mail route had offered to buy me a right rear tire if I would do it. So I said yes, and then we went and tried it, and actually, I'm trying to remember, I think there was roughly 30 three or 34 cars there and we managed to get out of a heat race and didn't have to run a b feature so that was pretty fantastic and then we ended up running i can't remember it was 15th or 16th with them so and we had a 360 motor came out of the box and we were kind of decent at it and then we started running more of it from there and actually had quite a bit of success over the couple of years that they had it around our area and i really enjoyed doing it i wish that there was still more of it around here honestly but it just kind of faded That very first time that you took the wing off, what was the biggest difference? How did the sprint car feel to you compared to when you had the wing on it? With the exception of the tracks round and brown and the throttle still on the right, that's about the only thing that compares back and forth. It's a whole different style of driving, I guess, is what you'd say. A lot more on and off the throttle to get them to turn. In a wing car, you're trying to be smooth and consistent all the time and not get the car upset. And in a non-wing car, you're turning them around backwards to get in the corner half the time. So it's a whole different skill set, I guess, is what I would say. One of the things I also see with the non-wings is all of a sudden a driver will flick the wheel a little and the right rear will move out to the right a little bit. Is that trying to get more bite going down the back stretch? You're usually doing that trying to free it up to get in the corner because if those things get tight, I guess you'd call it, where they get on the right rear or the right front, you don't have the big wing to hold you down, so they turn into a handful. So you actually turn them before the corner to allow that to enter better. Brandon, that first night you ran wingless, you actually had a chance to meet last week's guest, Levi Jones at Jackson Motorplex. Uh, yeah, actually, it was very unique to get to meet him. Like I had said, I had a guy offer to buy me a tire as the reason that we did it, and then sitting in the infield, and I did best I could on the research side. I mean, I went on Maxim's website and looked up a non-wing setup, and that's about as close as I got. We didn't have a non-wing front axle or anything, but Levi Jones came up and asked me when I had raced non-wings before, and I said, well, I've never done it. And he goes, oh, Lord. And he got off his four-wheeler and spent about a half hour with me going through and kind of explaining how to drive them and how they're different. And then he went through the car with me and got it so he hoped I wouldn't stick it in the fence, I guess, the first lap. And then he said, are you pretty heavy on the throttle? And I said, I, well, I'd like to think so. And after time trials, he came down and he goes, well, I got to give you one thing. You're not scared of the throttle. And then he spent a little bit more time with me and explaining how to get through when it slicks off and how to drive the car and do stuff like that. And It was really unique to get to meet a guy like Levi Jones that's such an accomplished race car driver my first night doing it. And I'm sure it's nothing that he would ever remember, but I really appreciated the advice and was a big fan before then. But to get to meet him in person and realize that he's an extremely nice guy in person was just very nice. And you seem to catch on to the non-wing very quickly. You are the 2019 NSL non-wing sprint car series champion. That was a great season for you. Yeah, we had a really good run that year. We won quite a few races and the points championship, and it was a fantastic year. And We ran a lot of non-wing stuff that year, and we were still running some wing stuff, so it was a really good year all around. The MSTS Wing 360 Sprint Car Series, when did you get involved with that group? I can't remember what year they started, but I believe that we've been racing with them since 
the inaugural season, I believe. I'd have to check what year they started for sure, but it kind of, I don't know if it ever started this way, but the Jackson Speedway Touring Series, John McCorkle ran, and that was kind of the original 360 touring thing around our area, and then Dale Furby and the other guys that are involved in that MSTS series started up, and then Greg Parent has the Midwest Power Series, so we still have quite a bit of decent 360 shows around here, and hopefully it continues. You mentioned the decent 360 shows, the MSTS. What a great group of drivers. They put on an awesome show. Yes, they do. They really do do a good job of promoting that series, and they've been getting fantastic car counts for 360 racing around our area. I mean, when they come to Jackson, it's not uncommon to see 40 cars here, and I mean, they make you work to be able to get into the feature. If you draw bad or time bad, you really got to work for it. There's a lot of very competitive 360s in our area, and I'm glad I get to be a part of it. And your area seems to be thriving because it looked for a time there that 360s were going to start to fade away and everybody was either going to 305s or 410s, but now it seems like it's healthy again. I think the car counts and all that are healthy, and the Midwest Power Series and the MSTS, I think, are keeping 360s alive. But as far as a local racetrack to run 360s at, unfortunately, we don't really have a weekly track that we can go to. So if you're going to race 360s now, you do have to follow the MSTS or the Midwest Power Series, which, like you had said, are together on a lot of events. Hopefully they keep it going and keep all that stuff because, like you had just said, 410s and 305s are kind of becoming the more popular series. I don't know if more popular is the correct term, but, I mean, like 305s, they run those all over the place nowadays. And speaking of the MSTS Touring Series, talk about your first trip to Buena Vista Raceway. Obviously, that track suited you well. That was actually a 305 race. I got the opportunity this year to drive for Steve Sullivan, is his name. He owns Sullivan Concrete in Milford, Iowa. And I got the opportunity to drive his 305 for him all year. And we actually did a lot of shows. Had some really good runs, ton of top fives, lots of seconds. And then we finally won one down at Buena Vista. First time I had ever been there and even seen the track. It's a very unique track, kind of a high banked old fairgrounds track. It's very narrow with really long straightaways. So high speeds. I'm a giant fan of very fast racetracks. I, I really enjoy them. So yeah, the first time we ever went there, we had success and I'm glad we went there. I'm hoping we get to go back more. You also seem to be a big fan of just loading up the race car and heading to a track like you say, I've never seen it before and just getting out there and hammer down. Absolutely. I guess the saying's probably been used quite a bit in the past, but I'm more than willing to race anything, anywhere, anytime. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy driving sprint cars. I'm not fussy whether they have a wing on them, wing off of them, what size of track, what track condition. I'm not fussy. I'm just very, very happy to do it every time we get in the car. Rock Rapids is another great sprint car track on the MSTS schedule that seems to fit you well. Yeah, and it's actually one of our Outside of Jackson Motorplex, it's one of the closest tracks we get to go to. And I get to go hang out with my friends like Jody Rosemoon, who's right from in there and all that. So it's a great track to go to, and we usually have pretty good runs there. Jody is a wealth of knowledge. I had him on the Dirt Show a while back, and what a blast to talk to. Oh, yeah. He's somebody I talk to almost seems daily, whether we're talking about racing or what the kids are up to or here and there, and really good friend and have a lot of fun when we spend time together.
You're currently 10th in points this season with the MSTS series, and when you look down 1 through 9, that's some stout competition. Absolutely. I wish that I would have honestly raced all of their races this year. We didn't have a motor starting out the year, so I didn't really have a set plan on where we would race or if we would chase a point series. Or I really didn't know, and we kind of got a motor at the last minute that I actually purchased from Steve Sullivan, which is how I started driving his 305 car. I bought the 360 from him. And then, uh, yeah, we ended up 10th in points, but I think we only made like 60% of their shows. So I really wish that we would have made all of them. I think we would have had a really good run. And another really good friend of mine, Troy Shewers, ended up winning that point series. And I wish we'd have ran them all so we could have maybe gave him a little trouble. Was the delay in getting a motor due to internal engine parts? My 360 that I had the previous season, so 2021, we waited like eight months for parts and finally started racing. And then we had a connecting rod come apart and destroyed the whole motor, which was a big loss. I mean, we're a, just a small local team. When you lose something as expensive as a sprint car motor, it really puts a damper on the season. And didn't know if we were going to rebuild with what we still had from that motor or buy a motor. Or didn't really know which direction we should go. And then we had talked. I mean, the guys that helped me around the car and stuff couldn't decide if we wanted to try to get a 410 or if a 305 made more sense or just stick with the 360 stuff. And then kind of last minute, we found out that Steve Sullivan was selling this motor and we purchased this from him and then just kind of threw a season together, I guess. I wouldn't call it super last minute, but didn't really spend the time to make a plan like we do most off season. So yeah, we didn't, like I said, I wish we'd have ran more of the 360 stuff, but we did have a, had a ton of fun and I'm really glad I got the opportunity to drive Steve Sullivan's 305. So still raced quite a bit, just didn't really chase any points or series, I guess. I heard stories of drivers that ordered motors last winter and didn't get them till a couple days before the Knoxville Nationals. <laughs> yes, that has been part of it. And actually, for the first time in my sprint car career, I bought a motor and just put it in my car, dug the wall. He lives two blocks away from me and is a very good friend. I've built motors with him since I started racing sprint cars. So him and I assemble all of them and do all that. So this is actually the first motor that I haven't built myself that's been in my car, that Doug and I haven't built, I should say. Wherever you seem to go, I see the number 13 Brandon Halverson shirts all over in the crowd. You have a great fan following. Yeah, I'm very thankful for that. And uh, the couple rounds of t-shirts we've done have always seemed to go over really well, whether it's local or even seem to sell them when we travel a little bit. I really enjoy seeing our shirts and our name out there, and they stand out with the neon pink. And um, actually, we did a round, it was probably five years ago or something they let me help with the designing process usually my mom and my girlfriend do that but they let me help and we did a tuxedo t-shirt one year so it was a tuxedo t-shirt on the front with a race car on the back and that's the fastest we've ever sold out of a t-shirt and they make me laugh or smile or whatever you want to go with every single time i see one at the racetrack they're fantastic <laughs> i got to see you on mav tv racing in the 360 Nationals at Knoxville Raceway. What is it like to be part of something like the 360 Nationals? Anytime you go to Knoxville, like you had said, you've been there. It's a whole different feel when you go into that facility. I mean, it's the most historic sprint car facility in the world. And getting to do the 360 Nationals, it's an extremely fun weekend. It's very, very hard to be competitive down there because just the amount of people that you're racing with that are professional race car drivers and the amount of talent and money that's involved with all that is really cool. 
I really hope someday we get to do the 410 Nationals so I could maybe talk to you about that because that's, you know, the next step in that game. And I just think if you got to do that, it would be extremely, it'd it'd definitely be one that you would remember forever. Knoxville Raceway in the city of Knoxville. I just can't stop smiling every time I go there. It just, the whole place gives me goosebumps. It is probably my favorite facility to pull into just because of everything. The Sprint Car Hall fames there, the lighting, everything about it is just very well honed. And it's the number one sprint car facility in the country for a reason. It lives up to the hype. It really does. And like you said, it's just a fantastic facility to pull into. And one of my favorite places to go to, whether I'm watching or racing or what have you. Sprint car drivers are also very resilient. Talk about the night you ran over 50 laps between the non-wing and the wing car in a 108-degree heat index. Um, I've actually done that quite a few times now over the years, and then this year we did the 305 and 360. So when you do two classes, number one thing, try to make the main in both of them so you don't have to run B features because if you have to do that, that adds additional laps. When you do that and that heat index and stuff, the hardest thing is getting enough fluids in you. So, yeah, if you want a weight loss program, may I recommend double-classing sprint cars at the end of July or early August? That's one heck of a weight loss program. (laughs) How did you get started in this crazy career as a sprint car driver? My father raced kind of my whole childhood or when I was a lot younger. He would have been the first driver for the summer racing group, which is the Hazer Auto Car, back in 91 and 92 or 90 and 91. I could be getting the years wrong. I was still in diapers then. And then he had a hobby stock and a modified throughout my childhood. So that really sparked my interest in racing. And then when I was 16, I had mowed enough grass and worked enough jobs, I guess, to be able to purchase a hobby stock. And it probably shouldn't have been at the racetrack. It was not really race worthy, but we started there and did that for a few years and apparently liked the abuse. And then we bought a B mod and same type of thing. It was a very old, very not nice car. And then I think I was 21 and I started, uh, Jackson had a 305 series. Not the race saver 305s, but they were a steel-headed deal, kind of exclusive to Jackson and then Knoxville had them. I purchased my first sprint car race-ready with it, basically had a stock 305 motor in it that lasted, I think, a whole whopping two nights. And I guess never looked back from there. Did that for a year, year and a half, and then went into 360 racing, and later on did the non-wing thing and still doing it. So been an eventful 16 years, I guess. Have you put plans together to run a number two car again next year? So Derek Lusk sold all of his sprint car stuff to a lady out in South Dakota. That's the one number two car I've driven, or the only number two car I've driven. So she bought all the stuff and wasn't real familiar with sprint car racing or getting the cars to work or something. And we were actually at Knoxville, and uh, I got a phone call from a number that I didn't recognize and answered it. And her name's Courtney asked me if I would be willing to come to Houston's and try to get her car to work. So that was the number two 305 that I drove, actually. It took me a minute to think of that. But anyways, no, so we did that one night and hopefully got her kind of going. And then uh, this year it was the number 13 that we drove for Steve Sullivan. You are a contractor by day. What are some of the types of work that you do? Pick your poison. Doors, windows, garage door siding, pretty much. Anything you can come up with on a house. We don't really do new structures 
or anything like that, but remodeling stuff along those lines. And obviously some of that money will trickle back into sprint car racing. So if somebody would like to support a sprint car racer, how can they find out more about your construction company? You're going to have to call me. I started doing construction on my own kind of when the pandemic started. I needed to make money and people needed stuff done. And I've never advertised. I've never done anything like that. And it's been a busy going on three years. So you can call me or get a hold of me on Facebook. You have had some great sponsors on board over the years, including Wiffles Hybrids. Who helps you as far as sponsorship? As of recently, Greg Parent, GRP Motorsports. Hazer Auto and Detailing is definitely our biggest sponsor and a great friend. Sullivan Concrete, like I said, I drive his car. Lastec, they do all the powder coating for me. Cat's Hog Heaven helped us out a few years ago and hopefully a return in the future. Eye Candy Design Studio in Jackson, Minnesota, he does awesome sign work and he'll like hand paint signs and stuff which is pretty unique because that doesn't happen a lot anymore he does all of our vinyl work for us hayden furniture in springfield minnesota he helps out i'm standing in the shop looking around because i'm sure i'm missing someone my mom buys all of my safety equipment so i would obviously like to thank her she buys all the helmets and suits and all that hopefully i didn't miss anybody that's going to be mad Brandon, it's a blast to watch you out on the racetrack. You never know where you're going to show up or what you're going to be driving, and it's always exciting, and thank you so much for taking the time to be with us here on The Dirt Show today. Absolutely. Uh, Thanks for giving me the opportunity to talk to you, and I'd love to do it again sometime. Shevland Enterprises, your locally owned and operated sanitation and recycling service, offers the highest quality garbage removal and trash pickup services at great rates. Commercial, residential, construction, and industrial trash removal and recycling in Owatonna and the surrounding areas in Dodge and Steel Counties. Shevland Enterprises also specializes in roll-offs and dumpster. Contact Chris and his staff today for small-town service at a small-town price, 528 9900. That's 528 Medieval Chassis has been the leader in better engineered stock cars and modifieds for almost two decades. They are now going to become the center of all things mod light in the Midwest. Medieval Chassis will be the go-to shop for all parts in store, online, or by phone for this up-and-coming cost-conscious racing class. Summer 2022, Medieval Chassis will have their mod light platform in action. Kicking off the new Endeavor, Medieval Chassis and Cow's Big Deals will be auctioning off a 2023 mod light roller valued at $12,000 in October. Watch Facebook and see MedievalChassis.com for more details. Why choose powder coating over liquid paint finishes? Maximum durability. Extreme powder coatings offer a scientific process that uses heat to bake the colorful finish deep into your product. Extreme powder coatings can deliver multimedia blasting, impact-resistant epoxy primers, and super durable powder coat applications to meet your needs. Visit ExtremePowderCoating.net for more information. Whether you're running for the checkered flag, blasting on the strip, or cruising in the boulevard, you want crisp flat response and reliable horsepower. Byers Engine Service offers a full machine shop that can completely machine and rebuild your tractor, race car, or streetcar engine and put some life under your hood. No gimmicks, just horsepower. See BuyersEngine.com or call 507 507- 282-5586. Fast Shaft Drive Shafts is the number one carbon fiber, steel, chrome molly, and aluminum drive shaft builder for over 90% of the major modified chassis builders. Now, under new ownership, the mission will not change. 
Providing drive shafts, drive shaft repair, 9-inch Ford center sections, slip yokes, rear end yokes, ring and pinions, bearings, spools, gears, shim kits, and more to racers everywhere. Call Fast Shaft today. Made by racers for racers. 800-622-6617. The National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum's newest exhibit is going to be our track tribute to Ascot Speedway and will run from May through September this year. Our track tribute to Ascot Speedway will feature eight of the historically significant race cars that raced during Ascot's heydays of dirt track racing on both the big half-mile track and Ascot's quarter-mile track. Also, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum will feature several racing videos and interviews that took place when Ascot was still in existence, with many of our National Sprint Car Hall of Fame inductees from California and the history of their careers shaped at Ascot Speedway. You can expect to see and learn more about these drivers' accomplishments and Hall of Fame careers at the track tribute to Ascot Speedway this May through September at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. So if you're a West Coast slide in Sprint Car fan, you won't want to miss our track tribute to Ascot Speedway this May through September at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. Welcome back here on The Dirt Show, and it is always a pleasure to be joined by Jesse Olson from Medieval Chassis. And Jesse, you had an idea and a vision. From my experience, you seem to always be out front with your racing technology. The proof is in the pudding, as they say. Our Mod Light video has already had over 38,000 views and counting. Yeah, you know, you can't be the leader without uh, taking some chances and, and focusing on what's coming up. And that's what we did with the Mod Light program. We saw an opening in the Midwest here. Obviously, Mod Light's pretty popular in the South and Southeast. Said, you know what, we've got the capabilities, we have the know-how to bring forward a really good piece in my mind, and obviously the viewers are showing that too, wanting to take a look at it. As we spoke while we were shooting the video, Dana has a Mod Light landing page up at MedievalChassis.com for more information, and you also mentioned you had already received calls that were coming in at the time, already wanting to purchase a car, put a down payment on a car, and they weren't available yet, so it's pretty exciting having this one going up for sale. Yeah, it is definitely exciting, and yes, the response has been great. Early on, I wanted to try to keep the program fairly quiet and trying to make sure I have all of the information ready before our launch and yeah, we have we've had calls from the south, we've had local calls. We were down at the Super Nationals, had people talking to us there. So, you know, it kind of just solidifies that, you know, the things that we're doing for the quality within the the piece itself, our reputation for good tech support, it really uh makes us feel good that we're we're doing the right things and we're putting into the project what is necessary. Everyone who has seen the video or the photos of the car, are thoroughly impressed. The car goes up for sale October 6th on the KOWZ Radio Big Deals auction site. Explain what they are going to receive with the Mod Light Roller. What a Mod Light Roller is, is the chassis powder-coated, has all the accessories as far as bumper, rub rails, things like that. It'll have a full front suspension, full rear suspension, full steering system, 
adjustable brake system, and it'll also have the aluminum as far as the cockpit, the deck, and body. So it'll basically be ready for putting drivetrain and some of the personal equipment into the cockpit and ready to go. Right now is a great time to get your parts from Medieval before the USRA Nationals. Yeah, we've got everything on hand. I've been a very big proponent of keeping things in stock. Obviously, racers don't want to wait, and we've taken that since day one and making sure we have A-arms, trailing arms, brackets, anything that might be necessary on the shelves. So, yeah, let us know, and we can help you get you set up. Jesse, this new Mod Light is another exciting product with new innovations from our area's leaders in race chassis technology. If they'd like to find out more about Medieval Chassis and what your capabilities are, or have any questions about the car before the October 6th auction, how can they find out more? Best way is to jump onto our website. Like we said, we got a Mod Light landing page there with some starter information. That will be continually be updated here in the next couple weeks, months. And from there, you can contact us via email, via our social media platforms, or give us a call and we can get you set up and go from there. Jesse, thanks for all you do. Thanks for being with us here on The Dirt Show and keep being the innovator. It's always my pleasure, and uh, I appreciate you having me on. You've just had an accident. That's where Bob and his staff at Midwest Collision in Fairbow stand out above the rest. Fast, friendly, and knowledgeable advice from the time you step inside their door. One look at their state-of-the-art facility, paint oven, and computer paint matching capabilities, and you'll know you came to the right place. Next time you need collision repair, think Midwest Collision. Located at Highway 60 east of Fairbow, or call 332-2434. Remember, you bend them, we mend them. Here's one of the most incredible lubricating products ever made, Justice Brothers JB80. It's twice as good at lubricating just about everything around the home, shop, and your car. JB80 has a penetrating action that goes straight to the problem areas and even the tightest places. Try JB80, the incredible spray lubricant that's twice as good. And it's guaranteed to satisfy or your money back. See our display at Runnings. Tell them Ed Justice Jr. sent you. Get more muscle for your money with Dixie Chopper Lawn Mowers. We've been handcrafting the toughest and fastest zero-turn mowers for over 40 years. Dixie Chopper offers a full line of residential, commercial, and industrial mowers to meet every customer's needs. Visit your local Dixie Chopper dealer today or visit online at DixieChopper.com. BP Racing Fuels is proud to be recognized as a world leader in race fuel technology. BP's fuels have a well-deserved reputation for power and consistency, winning championships in every form of motorsports for more than 40 years. Whether sportsman or pro, methanol or gasoline, BP has a fuel to ensure optimum performance for your application. See the full line of BP's high-performance products online at vpracingfuels.com. At VP Racing Fuels, our passion is your performance. Does the thought of raking your leaves and hauling them away frighten you? If so, call Wolf and Sons at 455-3524, and they'll take the fright out of your fall. <laughs> Aero Race Wheels was established on the conviction that its dedicated staff could provide higher quality wheels designed specifically to endure the tough requirements and conditions of the racing industry. Most importantly, the wheels need to be manufactured and sold, maintaining an affordable price structure. 
Aero Racing Wheels has become the largest premier steel wheel supplier, and their product line speaks for itself. Upgrade your racing game today at aeroracewheels.com. Welcome back to our sponsor segment here on The Dirt Show, and it is my pleasure today to be joined by John Clark from Rhino Ag and John Farm Progress a few weeks ago. Warren was in the Dixie Chopper booth, and you and Eli were down the row in the Rhino Ag booth. What a great place to showcase all the products Rhino Ag carries. Yeah, that was a fantastic show once again in 2022 for Rhino Ag as well as Dixie Chopper. We had uh, a full lot full of equipment and had a lot of good interest throughout the three days of that show. The first thing I noticed standing in the Rhino Ag booth is durability. These products are built right. They're built right here in America, and you better be ready to pass them down to your son or grandson because these things are made to last. Yeah, they sure are. Rhino's been building a flex wing and rotary cutter mowers since the 40s and 50s, so we've got a lot of experience doing such. And my experience comes out of the service department, so I have talked to many people around the nation who I've helped with their mowers from the 50s and 60s, getting some repair parts for them, getting a new set of blades from the mower from 1963 as things I've been doing. So that uh, in itself talks about the durability and the, uh, the robustness that Rhino offers. Something new you were showcasing this year at the Farm Progress Show is the new Rhino Ag turf mowers for the golf courses. Yeah, here a year and a half ago, we amped up our golf and turf segment of our company. Rhino has had a roller mower in the past for turf farms. It was a flail style, and it was a little old in design, and we look to upgrade our presence on these turf farms, and we have developed this rotary mower that has been well-received, I'll tell you, in the past year and a half. I tell you what, golfers like their greens a certain way, and these mowers definitely look like they can do the job. Yeah, they're a very heavy-duty mower, so once again, it fits right into the Rhino theme. These mowers are shaft-driven and not belt-driven, and that is such a game-changer in this industry that it has people talking. And when we show up to a golf course or a turf farm with this shaft-driven mower with its heavy-duty roller bearings, the very substantial blade cutting system, they take notice immediately. The standout product for me are your flex-wing mowers, flail shredders, and rotary cutters designed to get the job done fast because we all know right now the farmers out in the rural areas, the one thing they're thinking about is getting those crops out of the field, but they also have some other big jobs around the farm that need to be done, and they don't have days to get it done. They have hours to get it done, and these will definitely do the job. Yeah, that's correct. We sell rotary cutters anywhere from four feet wide up to 20 feet wide. With that kind of range and the fact that we've been building these cutters for more than 75 years gives them farmers the peace of mind that they need. Once they're ready to do harvest and to do planting, they don't need to have the worry or the thought of downtime when they're trying to mow some grass or to clean up some field edges or to prepare the waterways or to do whatever 
that the rhino cutters do, they need that rhino cutter to work when they need it to work, right? So what has to happen is when they turn the key to that tractor and begin to mow and, and work with the rhino unit, it has to perform when they need it because time is money nowadays. Also, some of the last hay crops are coming out of the fields right now. Rhino Ag carries a line of rakes, tedders, and bale tools to get the job done and get it done fast. Rhino's got a long history of providing quality hay tools. It spanned from M&W Gear on into Rhino. We are in the M&W Gear factory in Gibson City, Illinois, Rhino is, and M&W Gear had a long line of hay tools, and Rhino assumed that work from M&W. The hay tools, there's many different widths and many different sizes, from tedders to hay rakes, and many bale-moving equipment as well. Rhino Ag also carries a full line of landscaping and construction attachments to get those fall projects done fast before the cold weather hits and the ground freezes. It sure does. So the Rhino Whole Goods Manual or Whole Goods Book is over 130 pages worth of products that we offer. We offer the hay tool line and the rotary cutter line, but the bulk of our price book is lawn care and landscape tools, pulverizers used to prepare the ground for seeding, pluggers and aerators and rotary tillers and discs and many, many different box scrapers and blades, many different items for the homeowner and the landscaper to clean up the fall projects and then in the spring to repair that ground for spring planting. John, how can they find out more about Rhino Ag products or locate a dealer nearest them? Sure. They'll check rhinoag.com. On that website, there are dealer locators as well as a full array of our products on our website. We are also on Facebook as Rhino Ag, and we are on all of the social media platforms. We have What I would suggest a lot of people do is check us out on YouTube. We have the Rhino Ag channel on YouTube, and you'll see me on there describing how to service your products and service the Rhino equipment the way the manufacturer specifies. John, thank you so much for being with us here on The Dirt Show today. I appreciate you guys, and thanks for having me. Why should your business choose Foamcraft Packaging? It's vitally important that you select a partner in the packaging business that has capabilities to satisfy your everyday packaging needs with the versatility to take care of those projects that require specialized treatment. Foamcraft is large enough to tackle all your packaging requirements, yet small enough to provide individualized services to ensure quality products. Office and production positions currently available. See foamcraftpackaging.com or call them at 507-455. Hey everyone, this is Chad Weir's Weir's Machine and Racing Products with today's tech tip. Today we're going to talk about our engine and rear end lift handles. These are a real nice piece we've been making for quite a few years. One end has a 3 8 coarse thread stud and the other one is drilled and tapped 5 8 coarse thread. So you can thread four of these into your engine and you and three of your homeboys can carry an engine around or you put two on each side of the rear end and then you and another guy can carry a rear end around very easily. Real nice trick tool, available at weirsmachine.com. As always, check us out online at weirsmachine.com. Thank you. If you're in need of a worry-free power lift door, then you'll want to stop and talk with Rod French. Make a statement with a PowerLift architectural door on your home or cabin. PowerLift doors can be retrofitted to fit an existing door opening or designed into your next commercial, agricultural, livestock, 
or aircraft hangar build. Stylish, functional, and built to last. Powerlift doors by French's Manufacturing are made locally in Dodge Center, Minnesota by their experienced craftsmen. Contact Kelly or Rod. Powerlift doors by French's Manufacturing. 374-9306. Let me tell you, friends, about our stores, a great place we call Miners Outdoors. We sell tools to get the job done, and the rest of the store is just plain fun. Chainsaws, mowers, ATVs, our equipment makes your job a breeze. Our service is the best around. We mow the competition down. We fix tools that run on wheels. We even got parts for snowmobiles. You sow it, you grow it, we help you mow it, run it, or ride it. We provide it. Miners Outdoor, Major Tough. Highway 218 in Blooming Prairie. When it comes to choosing your next industrial, commercial, residential, or ag electrician, choose Coles Electric. Offering pole setting, directional boring, underground trenching, boom truck service, security systems, and much more. If you're a Steel Wasika co-op member, there are excellent incentives for installing a solar array with quick payback and years of reliable service. Planning, design completion, or emergency service, see ColesElectric.com or 507 451 1387. Welcome back here on The Dirt Show, and it is always a pleasure to be joined by one of the owners of our local Napa Auto Parts stores. And today I'm joined by Adam, the owner of the St. Charles Napa store. And Adam, you are a new owner joining the Napa group. Tell everybody a little bit about your background and how it came about that you are now a Napa store owner with a great company. Well, it's been around Napa my whole life. My dad and his father and his grandpa there were all owners of a mechanic shop in Plainview. So now I had the opportunity to take over the St. Charles Napa due to Mark retired. So yeah, we're just living the dream now. And that's what we've been talking about all season long. The background between these counter people and the owners at the Napa stores, they have so much history in either working on vehicles or being part of the Napa family. And also in St. Charles, there actually used to be a racetrack years ago, and there's still a lot of racers in your area and car enthusiasts, especially with Mississippi Thunder Speedway close by. Oh, yeah. Yep. No, it's it's been good there. I mean, it, people just keep coming in, and it's, it's nice to have a curveball thrown out at you every once in a while, see if you can get them guys out of, the, out of a hole that they've dug themselves into. Yeah, you talk about that. I remember years ago working on an old Model A and putting a flathead Lincoln in it, and some of those questions I asked the counter guys made them scratch their head for a while, but eventually we come to a conclusion and figured it out. Sometimes that's all it takes. You are also in an area that has a lot of dairy cattle in the hills over there by St. Charles, and there are also a lot of farmers getting ready right now for harvest in the field, and I know your shelves are fully stocked to make sure those guys can keep going 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah, we've been stocking up on filters for the last probably three months to try to get at least enough of a supply here for them guys, so hopefully they'll be good to go this fall, but we're hoping that our new hose machine, that's the Gates machine, hopefully that'll really help too, them guys keep them out in the field and keep on moving. Absolutely. That is so important to be able to walk in there with a hose that just blew and have one of your field hands take it into the store, get it rebuilt, go back out, put it on, and you're back in business. Exactly. Yep. No, that's, that's the name of the game nowadays. Everything comes down to time. 
where is the store located in St. Charles when people are in the area either camping, passing through, or customers? So we are about three-quarters of a mile north on Highway 74, headed towards Whitewater State Park. We were actually in the industrial park out here, and so far so good. We actually moved into the showroom of the SMS Dairy Building location. Adam, congratulations on becoming a new store owner there in St. Charles. Good luck, and thank you so much for being with us here on The Dirt Show today. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I appreciate that. Hey, Dirt Show listeners. Need some parts for race night? How about that classic project in your shop? Wish there was a specialty auto parts store nearby? Hot Rod Hardware in West Concord is your answer. Radiators, disc brake kits, steering columns, fuel injection systems, air conditioning systems, coil over shocks, and much more. From the street to the track, Hot Rod Hardware has everything to modernize your vehicle and improve its performance. See us at hotrodhardware.com or call 507-527-1020. Hot Rod Hardware. No robots, just real people. Does good food get your heart racing? How about food that's prepared to perfection with your favorite sauces and seasonings? Friends, it's me, the Sauce Man, and I'm here to tell you that if you love full throttle flavor, you're going to love our line of premium barbecue sauces and seasonings. Made with high quality ingredients, you can trust our products to punch up the flavor of your favorite meats, main dishes, and so much more. Get winning recipes and join our Sauce Squad at CookiesBBQ.com. And remember, smart cookies use cookies. Welcome to the Dirt Track segment, brought to you by Cookies Sauces and Seasonings. Last Tuesday night, they were racing at the Clay County Fair Speedway in Spencer, Iowa. The Lucas Oil ASCS Series was on hand in the 25-lap wing sprint car A-Main. Tim Crowley over Blake Hahn in the Dirt Late Models. It was Rodney Sanders over Tyler McDonald. And in the IMCA Stock Car A-Main, Elijah Zervenbergen over Chance Hollitz. Night 2 of racing last Wednesday night. September 14th at the Clay County Fair Speedway in the IMCA Modified 20-lap A-Main. Chris Abelson over Tim Ward in the Stock Car A-Main. Randy Brands over Elijah Zervenbergen in the Sport Mods. Matthew Loaf over Colby Fett in the Hobby Stocks. Corey Probst over Justin Friedrich. And in the Sport Compacts, Logan Kelly over John Berg. Knoxville Raceway started their final weekend of the racing season last Thursday night, September 15th. The Lucas Oil Late Model Knoxville Nationals in a 25-lap A-Main on Thursday night. Shane Clanton over Earl Pearson Jr. On Friday night, it was Bobby Pierce over Ricky Thornton. And on Saturday night, in the Mulvern Bank Super Late Model Series 22-lap Late Model A-Main, Jesse Sobbing over Jeff Ike, and in the Lucas Oil Knoxville Nationals 50-lap A-Main, Superman Jonathan Davenport over Tyler Bruning. Chateau Speedway finished up their season last Friday night, September 16th, in the Pierstock A-Main. Brady Kronberg over Jack Moss in the USRA B-Mods. Kobe Kath over Caden Kath in the USRA A-Mods. Dustin Brown over Joe Horgdahl, and in the stock cars, Jackson Vasacek over Blake Adams. Arlington Raceway was racing last Saturday night, September 17th, in the IMCA Hobby A Main. Corey Probst over Chad Volk, in the Sport Compacts, Nate Koopman over Nick McConnell, in the Outlaw Hobby Division, Dakota Robinson over Chad Schroeder, in the Sport Mods, Matthew Loaf over John Albrecht, 
in the Race Saver Sprint Car A-Main, Trevor Service over Leela Eishank. In the Stock Cars, Chad Schroeder over Ryan Beercassette. In the Modifieds, Brandon Beckendorf over Trent Loverud. Deer Creek Speedway hosted the Stock Car Nationals last Saturday night, September 17th. In the 40-lap Stock Car A-Main, Kyle Falk over Dustin Larson. And in the USRA Hobby Stocks, Dylan Clinton making it two years in a row over Dylan Nelson. Worthington Speedway was racing last Sunday night, September 18th, in the Bombers, Zachary Bierman over Jeremy Winter, in the Hobby Stocks, Corey Probst over Corey Gronwold, in the Modifieds, Cody Thompson over Kelly Shryock, in the Sport Mods, Colby Fett over Jared Baumeister, in the Sport Compacts, Brandon Hartman over Nate Koopman, and in the Stock Car A-Main, Jeffrey Larson over Trevor Holm. Mason City Motor Speedway was also running last Sunday night, September 18th, in the USRA Stock Car A-Main, Chance Hollitz over Derek Green, in the USRA B-Mods, Ben Mowdry over Hunter Longnecker, in the Hobby Stocks, Dylan Clinton over Dylan Nelson, in the Outlaw Mini-Mods, TJ Stalker over Logan Brown, and in the Tuners, Oliver Monson over Max Heimbunch. The Wasota 100 kicked off at I-94 Speedway last Tuesday night, September 13th, in the Wasota Hornet, A-Main, Nathan Cole over Tanner Freeze, and in the Pierce Stocks, Jake Smith over Josh Berg. Night 2 of the Wasota 100 on Wednesday night, September 14th, in the Late Model A-Main, Chad Becker over Cole Searing, in the Midwest Modifieds, Travis Sauer over Michael Truscott, in the Modifieds, Tyler Peterson over Shane Sabraski. In the Street Stocks, Kyle Dykoff over Scott Bentz. And in the Super Stocks, William Lund over Trevor Nelson. Night 3 of the Wissota 100 at I-94 Speedway, Thursday night, September 15th. In a late model A-Main, Jimmy Mars over Sam Zender. In the Midwest Mods, Lucas Rodden over Nick Kohler. In the Modifieds, Don Ishens over Dave Kane. In the Street Stocks, Justin Vogel over Kyle Jeanette, and in the Super Stocks, Dexton Cook over Shane Sabraski. Friday night's results from the Wissota 100 at I-94 Speedway. In the late models, Don Shaw over Pat Doerr. In the Midwest Modifieds, Mike Nichols over Cody Lee. In the Modifieds, Justin Froming over Lee Gross. In the Street Stocks, Braden Brower over Kyle Anderson. In the Super Stocks, Jim Gullickson over Doug Koski, and in the Mod 4s, Dean Larson over Tommy Bowden. Football is back, and that means it's time to get your game face on and your game plan ready. Napa is ready to help you hit the road with confidence with our quality parts and expert knowledge. Stop by your local Napa Auto Parts store this month and score a five-quart jug of Mobile One Full Synthetic Motor Oil for only $32.95. Be ready for game day with a nationwide network of parts and care. Napa has what you need to get up and go. Offer valid through September 30th, 2022 at participating Napa Auto Parts stores and NapaOnline.com. Some restrictions apply. See store for details. Napa, a proud sponsor of The Dirt Show. Hi, this is Harvey West, and you've been listening to The Dirt Show. See you at the races.